Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Farmers in Limerick and around the country are calling on the Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnellogue, to tackle inclusivity and gender balance in Irish agriculture. It comes as less than 4% of what's known as TAMS payments went to female farmers. And it was also revealed that just 82 Limerick female farmers took part in what's known as the Knowledge Transfer Scheme uh, out of over 3,000 local farmers. So what does all of this mean? Well, uh, journalists and uh, Limerick farmer and chair of the Women in Agriculture group, Hannah Quinn Mulligan, is on the line. Good morning to you, Hannah. Good morning, Joe. Thanks very much for having us on. So how worrying is this? Um, I assume that traditionally it was seen as a, a male-dominated industry. Yeah, it has always been seen as a male-dominated industry. But I think everyone out there who's listening, who's from a farm or a farming background, will know that their mother or their grandmother was equally involved in the farm. Like, here on, here on our farm, when my great-grandfather had to go away to work in England on the rail, railroads, it was my great-grandmother who kept the place running and was milking the cows and sending the kids to school at the same time, you know? And I think a lot of people as well will be very aware that the buttons on a washing machine and the buttons on a milking machine are not very different. And anyone who tells you differently probably has never turned on a washing machine. Um, and a lot of women will be aware of that from a farming background or who are farming. So it's the case that only 12% of farmers in Ireland are women. Only 3.8% of the joint partnerships are in male-female names. And it just doesn't reflect the reality of what's really happening on farms. The whole point is to get that official recognition in the next Common Agricultural Policy. Right. Louise Crowley is a young dairy farmer in Croom and Mokra rep in the New Women and Agri Group. And good morning to you, Louise. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So give us a sense then of what it, it, it's still like, based on what Hannah said, to be in such a significant minority, certainly officially, if not, as Hannah points out, in reality. No, definitely. Uh, if for somebody that's actually farming and on the ground every day with it, the majority of the work there is done by females. And it has been through the history, like Hannah said. Um, especially in dairy farms, a lot of the milking and the calf rearing and everything, it falls to women. And I think a lot of people don't realise, too, the impact that women have in farming day to day, uh, considering the majority of the paperwork is done by women. Um, they might be seen as a, an insignificant thing um, to the day to day running and stuff, but it is an element that nothing can run without it either. And I don't think women get the credit or the recognition for everything they do. And Louise, do you think that younger people in general, uh, male and female, are reluctant to get into farming anyway? I don't think, I, I really think the young people are interested in getting into farming. Um, whether they're male or female, there is an interest there. We're all growing up on family farms and it's part of our legacy and the history of the place and people want to be part of that and take it on and pass it on to the next generation. It's just unfortunate that it's still viewed that if you are the male or the son, you're going to get preference over inheriting the farm. Uh, Regardless if you are the most suitable uh, successor to take it on or not. There's a lot of situations out there that a daughter or a niece would be more equipped, more knowledgeable to run the farm and take it on to the next step. But 
just because there is this preference that it should be a male inheritor, um, it is holding back females from getting into it. Mm. And Hannah, does it generally still go the farm to the eldest son? Is that just the way it works? Inevitably it is. And there's a couple of re- reasons for that. I think people are very hung up on the name, the name of the person going with the farm. But I mean, if you look at a couple of members of our group, the stakeholders group, and we're made up of all the farm organisations. So we've got Machina Firma there, we've got ICMSA there, ICSA, IFA there. A lot of us have double barrel names. And I have to tell you, it's not the worst thing in the world. If you want the name to continue with your farm and that, you know, the daughter decides to marry, you know, all it's going to mean is that the children learn their alphabet that much quicker because they've got more letters to them. I promise. As someone with a double barrel name, that's it. But I think as well, like, like Louise was saying, we've been overwhelmed by the support from women um, coming in because we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, we have a Twitter, um, and not just kind of older women who would have only considered themselves the wives rather than the farmers, but also young women, just absolutely overwhelmed by the support from young women on the ground. And I think they were really shocked and horrified that only 500, or uh, fewer than 500 women under 35, like myself and Louise, were in receipt of farm p- payments from the government. You know, that's a damning figure and it really, really damning considering going forward into the future. You know, it's 2021. Every, every industry, whether it's farming, whether it's government, you know, anything wants gender diversity. And to think that we only have fewer than 500 young women under 35 coming on in the sector, that, that, that's incredible and we need to take action on that. Yeah. And Louise, you know, every aspect of Irish society has struggled with this, with equality for women but do you think that unfortunately farming is even farther behind than other sectors it really is in terms of the recognition that of what is already being done by women that really is way behind and that is impacting future women getting involved too um it you know if it was seen as you know a more female friendly and and the sector was working towards, you know, encouraging more women in, we would have way more women in. Um, it's just unfortunate that one impacts the other. Right. Um, and do you get a sense, Hannah, that the Women Agriculture Group and women in general in farming are being heard on this? I mean, will we see a cultural shift soon? I really hope so. I mean, I, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but I've had, we've had some uh, very positive news from the Department of Agriculture and they seem to be making noises. So we'll keep you posted on that and hopefully we'll have some good news on that. And, you know, we've had some good news as well from ICOS, which would represent a lot of um, of the co-ops around the country because four out of the five major co-ops do not have a single female farmer uh, elected to their board. And I'm talking about, you know, Kerry here, which would be one of the main uh, suppliers in Limerick. We don't have a single female farmer elected to their board um, from a farmer level. Um, I think Dairy Gold might have won, um, but that's about it. But looking at Glondia, Lakelands, Arevo, um, it's just incredible, really. And it it goes way below the the national average not to have a single one on there. So I think people realise that women have always been involved and it's just time to give them a fair crack of the whip. And presumably it's your view with the Women in Agriculture group that you are going to have to push this in in a strong way to ensure that just the one example you gave there um, might be addressed. You don't make an omelette without cracking a few eggs, do you? (laughs) 
<laughs> and it has been there has been a little bit of of, of an uphill battle I'll admit that but like I said I mean the support from Louise and Lachlan Firma, the support from all the farm organisations I, I actually think that um, we're, we're catching a wave here and a bit of a zeitgeist in terms of just the support that we've had from women on the ground I think even just looking at say uh, the FAI recently and the equal pay for women and equal pay for men and then the overwhelming support for the match yesterday in Meath versus Dublin as well I think it, it, women have really woken up and a lot of men have really woken up but it's just time to equal the playing field for everyone Okay. Right. Well, we will obviously stay in touch with both of you on this uh, developing subject. Thank you very much. Hannah Quinn Mulligan, a bee farmer in Limerick and chair of the Women in Agriculture group, also an agricultural journalist, of course, and Louise Crowley, who's a young dairy farmer in Croom and Mokra rep in uh, the new Women in Agri group. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.